Welcome to this edition of Buy, Hold, Sell, brought to you by Livewire Markets. In this weekly show, you'll catch two fund managers who'll share their views on a selection of listed companies, both here and overseas. Hit the subscribe button on your podcast player to be notified of new episodes each week. And don't forget that all the views expressed are general in nature and you should seek your own advice before making any decisions of your own. That's all from me. Sit back, relax and enjoy the latest edition of Buy, Hold, Sell. Hello and welcome to LiveWise Buy, Hold, Sell. My name's James Marley and we're talking about dividend yields and dividend yielding stocks in an environment where we're seeing interest rates push up, inflation push up. We've got about 32 stocks on the ASX that are yielding higher than the long-term return, 8% or so, um, which obviously presents, well, on face value, an attractive opportunity. But is that an opportunity or a trap? We're going to be talking with a couple of experts in dividend investing and ASX investing today. We've got Andrew Hamilton from Antares and Peter Gardner from Plato. Gentlemen, great to have you on the show. Thanks, James. Well, let's start with high yields. Very alluring. They can be deceptive. What are some of the lessons you've got for investors on high yields? Well, absolutely, they can be um, deceptive. Part of the reason is that um, yields are a function of both dividend and price. And, and it's really like the market when the yield is too high, the market's effectively flashing warning lights, telling us it doesn't believe the dividend. Peter, I mentioned in my introduction, 32 stocks with yields 8% or higher. That is a retrospective view. Yep. In that 32, we like to find some opportunities or is it all flashing red lights? I mean, yeah, there's obviously going to be some opportunities, but the majority are going to be flashing lights for the reason Andrew Gray. And the other thing I'd add to him is that when we look at yield, we're looking historically. So we're saying the last 12 months of dividends versus the current price. So you're not looking at what the forward dividends are. And so often stocks are on high yield because their current price has fallen significantly. And so the market's obviously telling you something. If the price is dropping, it's saying that their earnings prospects of the company are dropping and therefore their dividend prospects are likely to drop as well. Okay. So that category of Stocks that have fallen or had a share price fall over the past 12 months definitely populated that list of high yield stocks when I looked at it. The other category was filled with miners and uh, energy producing companies, which are a bit of an an anomaly when you think about high yielding stocks. How should we be thinking about those stocks? Because they have been a great source of income and have surprised a lot of investors over the past 12 months. Yeah, so I mean, it obviously depends on the, on which stock you're talking about. Um, we're we're uh, like fans at the moment of the coal miners, even though they are sitting on very high yields and the coal price has come back a fair amount. We still think that the long-term dynamics for coal, or the short to medium-term dynamics for coal, I should say, are pretty good. Um, obviously, coal in 30 years' time, there's probably not going to be any coal produced, or we hope for the environment that there won't be any, at least not that's been kind of captured in terms of carbon capture. Um, but yeah, for the short to medium term, we think coal price is strong right now, so the prospects are pretty good. Okay, Andrew, let's just back it up a level. If we look at equities as a source of income, they're competing against less risky asset classes like cash, um, you know, uh, fixed income products at the moment. How challenging and how are you navigating the challenge of providing that um, income from equities whilst um, reducing the, the risk and competing with those less risky products? So for us, really, what we try to do is um, assess the sustainability of the dividends. Um, So we do a a sustainability assessment of of the business model as a whole and the capital that each company has at its disposal, not just financial, but whether it be intellectual property or or human capital, community um, relationships, etc., to try to understand how sustainable is this business models and their future cash flows and therefore the future dividends. Um, I would argue that, that, that 
equity income is very important in a portfolio because you have the opportunity for capital growth as well. So a term deposit might pay you a, a few percent, but ideally with equity income we can find um, stocks that will yield above that, a portfolio as a whole that will yield significantly above that and get over, over several years and through the cycle equity growth to support the capital base of the investors. And so has the backdrop with the higher interest rates, higher inflation made that job harder? Uh, it does to a degree as the market sort of adjusts to um, more, shall we say, normalised, normal interest rates. But the key for us as, as portfolio managers is to diversify. Um, you know, we don't get every stock right. The key thing in a portfolio, what an investor gets by investing in a portfolio is the outcome of the total portfolio. And so we seek to diversify as many things as we can, diversify across industries. You know, some industries are more interest rate sensitive than others. Um, so that we hope that in a, for the portfolio as a whole, we can yield you know, significantly um, in excess of what the benchmark yields and also provide you know, some capital growth. Pete, income investing, it's all you've ever done. <laughs> what are the challenges now compared to, to, to previous market cycles given the backdrop we're looking at? Yeah, I mean, the challenges are definitely less for Australia than for other global markets in terms of interest rates inc increasing, and that's partially because of the um, types of sectors that our market is overweight. So we're generally overweight miners. Miners generally do okay in a um, high inflation, high interest rate environment. Um, they generally have low levels of debt. Um, and financials are the other area that Australia is overweight, and they generally do pretty well in a higher interest rate environment. And that's why last year, when the overall kind of US equity market would have fallen around 20%, the Australian market was pretty flat over that time because of that difference in structure. Um, so I definitely agree with kind of what Andrew is saying in terms of by having a diversified portfolio where the dividends can also grow over time um, is really important for investors. I mean, we've got this chart that we show that shows that if you invested $100,000 in equities back in 1980, and that was a good time to invest, um, that would now grow to producing income of $85,000 each year. Now, obviously that's variable. You're gonna get highly volatile earnings compared with investing in term deposits, but there's a potential for growth there, which historically over time um, has worked quite well. Well, you talked about sustainability. Um, could you give an example uh, to our viewers out there of a company that, where you've done that work on um, not just the sustainability of the, the, the actual dividend number, but the business in its entirety that you think can, can, can tick the boxes for you? There are quite a few stocks. Most of the portfolio is made up of stocks that we see as um, you're strong in their sustainability rating. So we do an internal sustainability rating and a ranking across about 180 stocks that we cover formally um, and most of the portfolios score very well um, in that respect from you know, our portfolio has CSL in it even though it does yield a lot less than the benchmark it does have a yield and we expect that dividend to grow over time because we have um, quite strong forecasts for their cash flow growth it'll never be a high yield stock but from a total return perspective that that adds quite a lot to the portfolio that's very sustainable, but equally, there are other, other stocks, say the banks. Um, you know, most income portfolios in Australia are obviously pretty heavily overweight the banks. I think we're probably a bit less overweight than many, but we do still own the banks, we are overweight. Um, they're clearly sustainable, their dividends. They're, they're very well capitalised. Um, the Australian oligopoly is very strong. So I would expect those fully franked yields to continue. And look, even, if there is a significant recession and the dividends do go backwards a bit, those yields will still be above the benchmark because as I say, they're very, very well capitalised. Okay. There's questions around sustainable dividends with the potential to grow. Have you got a pick for us, Pete? 
Yeah, so my pick would probably be Medibank Private at the moment. Um, so it's a in a pretty solid industry, defensive kind of growth. Obviously, they had their hiccup um, with the um, cyber incident that they had. But in, if you look at kind of what happened to their customers, they didn't actually see many customers leave the business after that. I guess the data had already been stolen, so it was too late to leave at that point. Um, but we generally see with these kind of incidents that incidences that there are lower churn than I guess the market expected. And so that turned out to be a pretty good time to invest after that kind of cyber incident. And so we think Medibank Private's a good stock going forward. It actually benefits from higher interest rates because they get to invest the premiums um, in kind of bonds, which are then yielding a higher amount. So their investment earnings go up. And so we just think it's got good sustainable dividends going forward. I agree 100%, by the way. It's um, one of our biggest overweight positions with a pristine balance sheet and a management team that we regard very highly. Okay, great. We're going to turn back to the start of the show where I talked about stocks on really high yields. Um, could I get you to pick a, a, a company where the, the yield is double digit um, that you think um, that, that yield is at risk and the dividend could be cut, just to, to I guess, illustrate that example? Yeah, so the, our pick would probably be Magellan, um, and this isn't a, a take at all on Magellan's future investment performance, but rather it's just an indication of their fund dropping over the last 12, 12 to 18 months. Um, and so if you see with a funds management business, they generally have a large amount of fixed costs, and then their revenue as that goes up and down, there's an outsized impact on their profit going forward. And so that's positive when your revenues and your fund's going up. Um, but that's also a negative when your farm's going down. And so that's what's happened to Magellan, that their farm has dropped significantly for probably most viewers are going to know the reasons. Um, and so that's just meaning that their profit's dropping and therefore their dividends are dropping. So we just think investors need to be aware with Magellan that the yield that they got in the last 12 months is unlikely to be the yield they get in the next 12 months purely just because that farm has dropped. Now, in terms of when you would invest in Magellan going forward, we'd kind of want to see a stabilisation of that kind of farm and improvement in their investment performance. Okay. Andrew, have you got an example of a, a stock on a, a really high um, yield that where you think uh, the dividend could be at risk? Yeah, look, there's a number of stocks where I, I would argue that optically the, the dividend looks high, but it's, it's not going to be delivered. And, and when, when we buy a stock in the portfolio, a new stock, we, we hope to be able to own it for three years or more. It depends, obviously, what happens. But, but it's not just one dividend or two dividends. We're looking for sort of five or six. So there are many, even if that first dividend is, is delivered on a high yield, we think that, that they'll decay. And look, many of them are, are resources stocks with commodity prices have been elevated. Um, yeah, I can think about something like Deterra that, that's a pure income stock because they pay out yeah, 100% of their earnings because it's really just royalties from iron ore licences. But it's a single commodity, iron ore, and we see risk to the iron ore price you know, on, a, on a one or two year view. Um, you know, even if it stays fairly strong, I, I think we might see their dividend decline um, looking forward. And so the, the yield that you think you're going to get might not be delivered. Well, that's all we have time for today, folks. I hope you took some nuggets away from our two dividend experts. Remember to check into our YouTube channel. We're adding fresh content every week. Thanks for listening to Buy, Hold, Sell, brought to you by Livewire Markets, Australia's number one source of expert investment analysis and insights. Register for free online at livewiremarkets.com and you'll discover more exclusive investing articles, videos and podcasts.